understand uh, the the things that need to be done for this nation, and we pray that those that, that surround him would give him wise counsel, yes. and uh, as those uh, around him even pray for him, Lord, that he would he would just uh, grow more and more mature in his uh, understanding of you and what it is to be a Christian in Jesus' name, not just him and not just him alone there in Washington, but all of the the uh, House of Representatives and senators. We pray, Father, for them to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Yes. And uh, we thank you, Father, that your word says that blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Yes. And we just believe and we call our nation blessed. And we are a blessed nation. And we just thank you for that. We pray for our leadership in all the states and, and the local communities to be um, uh, people of faith who believe in God. And uh, we just thank you for doing that mighty work in each one and every one of them. And uh, what a country. What a blessed nation we are. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Amen. We are so privileged to be able now to, uh, the city council has invited uh, the Ministerial Alliance to send a pastor or someone to pray before each one of their council meetings every month. So we're doing that. Amen. That's been good. And I appreciate them doing that. And uh, we just need to pray. Y'all just need to continue to pray for our nation. Uh, we we don't uh, have any time to let up uh, in this hour, in our history. I believe it's just vital for us to pray for our nation. Uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of bad things in our nation that are going, a lot of darkness. In our nation, as well as around the world, I'm not just singling out America, but there's a lot of darkness around everywhere. We just need to pray that the that the light of God will shine in those darkness areas. Amen. So continue to pray. Do that in your prayer time every day. You know, in that movie, Mister Rogers. I keep telling y'all about that movie, but that man prayed every day, and he he uh, he was just a man of faith and believed, and he prayed for things. For God to do things, and we need to be that way too. We need to come to that place and and pray. You might be the only one in your block that's praying, and so I take it serious. And I, I read an article a, a guy wrote a while back, uh, Lance Walnow. I don't know if y'all know Lance Walnow, but he said we we need to do what we can do in our communities, in our own communities. We may not be in the national uh, spotlight or nationally have influence nationally but we do have local influence here like in luling texas and so we can pray and pray for those like us being able to go pray at the city council we can do what we can do locally uh you can do it you parents of kids in the schools y'all can go to the school board meetings y'all can do things to support the the community and to help bring light into the dark areas amen not bring anger don't bring anger, but bring light, yeah. light and grace. See everybody through the eyes of grace. That's the way Jesus was. Amen? And people love Jesus. Yeah. All right. So, last week, y'all remember, we, I didn't get into the, the message very far when it was time to go. So, we had to leave. And, uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back and, and review just a brief part of the message from last week and continue on with the message for this week. And in a, I'm, for those of you who may be the first time here, we're in, a, we're in a series called Passionately Presenting the Gospel and Truth or the Grace and Truth of God's Word. Uh, 
And uh, we're in part, now today will be part 10A, that 10B. Yeah, last week was 10A, this is 10B, second part of 10A. So I want to review just a bit. I'll put that, that scripture, Mark 8.15, if we still have it there. Let's read that real quick because this just helps us to see where we are. Jesus was charging his disciples. He was talking to them and he said, he charged them saying, take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And what is that? Anybody remember? Hypocrisy. The leaven of, of the Pharisees is hypocrisy because they were so hypocritical. They would tell the people, you, got, they, you know, they were always judging everybody around there that was in the faith. And they were, and there, and Jesus told them right to the, He called them a brood of vipers. He called them names. Everybody gets upset about Donald Trump calling people's names, but Jesus called them names too. <laughs> yeah. Amen. So, so the, and then, then he also told them about being, beware of the leaven of Herod. And what's the leaven of Herod? Politics. Politics is what it's referring to. Because Herod was a ruler in that day. Now, I know we're to be sensitive with those who are struggling with their, with their sexual identity. However, Jesus was very clear in His Word. If you'll read Revelation 1 and 2, just go through there and read Revelations 1 and 2. And he'll, you'll find that in there He says to the, to the different churches, and He says, I have ought against you, against the churches, even then, in those, in those days. So even, in our, even if our government legalizes issues, that are called sin in the Word of God, uh, should we just accept that and do nothing to oppose it? No. Absolutely not. But we do it in a civil way. The kingdom of God has a moral code. Amen. Jesus said the kingdom of God is supposed to be like leaven itself. And God's kingdom is God's rule in the earth today. Amen. You know, when you... When you get born again, you have become a citizen of heaven. A citizen of the kingdom of God at that point. Amen. Amen. God's kingdom is the lordship of Jesus Christ. And allowing Him to be Lord of your life. And it's, it's here in our hearts. Every Christian has the kingdom of God in their heart. And that kingdom is to leaven the world around us. Just that we're to influence the world. Not to be... Influenced by the world, but influence the world. I'm not saying we don't have knowledge and we don't gain knowledge of worldly things. We do. We do have knowledge and we need to be smart in the way we understand the world. But we also need to remember that we are to influence and shine upon the darkness in the world around us. Because how many know there's a lot around us all the time? A lot of darkness In in, in the media, in the music. Uh, in a lot of different uh, venues, there's, uh, we have a lot of influence. You, you know your kids uh, listen to things, watch things, video games, all kind of influence from darkness. And uh, the devil's not, not dumb. He's pretty smart in the things that he does and how to influence and how to gain access to our hearts. So we need to let the leaven of God's kingdom affect our thinking and our opinions like we've let the leaven of Herod affect our thinking and our opinions. Just because something is political doesn't mean it's right. And that's why I titled this message, PC, Political Correctness, or BC, Bible Correctness. Amen. So, but uh, 
we've, we've lost the power and even the understanding of the power of the pulpit. The church. Politics corrupts the character of a people. If we just, if it, just because a majority is in power or they uh, make laws uh, in, our, in our government, in this nation, doesn't mean that it's right. Even though it's a majority, doesn't always mean that it's right. If it's contrary to the word of God, then we need to stand up. And we need to voice our opinions and we need to fight for, for change. Amen? Uh, but but there's a there's a God ordained place for government. I'm not saying that we, we, government is necessary. We need to be governed governed, and I'm not against government. There's a place for politics, yes. And there's a place for healthy civil debate, and uh, there's a place for here's your idea and you, and your opinion and a policy, and here's our idea and our opinion and a policy, and then let the people vote. Amen. And let's debate that in a civil manner. Uh, not like what's going on today in Washington. It's, it's a shame, uh, the things we're seeing. And neither side of us should condone any kind of violence or any uncivil actions. There's a healthy place for government and debate. And at the end of the day, when we vote, we honor that as a civilized society and a people of a, a representative republic. Until we can vote and make changes, if there's things we don't agree with, then we work to make those changes come about too as well. But we haven't seen much of that in the last couple of years here in our nation on any level. And there are, there are certain people who insist until we agree with them and until we yield and until we bow, there will be no peace. And uh, things won't be made right until we empower these people. And, uh, and I don't know about you, but I'm praying for an awakening in America. I'm praying for a great awakening. I'm not going to empower people uh, like that that, uh, that just want to bring in uh, issues and pass legislation on things that, that are very contrary to the Word of God. So we can't, as a people of a moral conscience and believers in the Word of God, we can't empower people who celebrate things that God hates. We just can't. And uh, politics, outside of what God ordained to be, corrupts the character of a people. Think of how many Christians today celebrate what God has condemned. Even Christians today, many celebrate what God has condemned in the Word. And so where did that come from? It didn't come from the church. Why do we have a generation that thinks a certain way? Why do they think the way that they think? And where did that thinking come from? It didn't come from the pulpits of America. And because the pulpit is to shape the character of a people. And uh, a lot of people just aren't going to church. <laughs> they really aren't. And then they're going to a lot of churches that, that just don't preach the truth. And they're not teaching the truth. So, politics is PC and the pulpit is BC. You're going to get biblical truth from this pulpit, for sure. And we must understand that the better, the better these two things align with one another in a civil society, the better it is for our children and for our grandchildren. Amen? Amen. When these things, and we're talking about PC and BC, when these things get totally out of alignment, innocent people uh, suffer 
greatly. Children suffer greatly. Justice falls in the streets and suffers greatly. Uh, you know, the abortion, I think somebody said the other day, is 40-something million this year alone. Babies have been aborted, murdered to me. In my, in my opinion, they've just yeah. been murdered. Yeah. And, and, and because it's legal in America, they feel like they're justified uh, in, in having abortions. And when these things are, are no longer aligned, when they are directly opposed one to another, political correctness versus Bible correctness, we're on a, we're on a path to destruction. And, and that's where we are here in America right now. Uh, you who have been Christians for many years understand and can clearly see the direction uh, we're headed as a society. We see this. You have grown up seeing how politics has affected our culture and our society over the past 70 years. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you're blind. It's just around us every day. It's on there. It's on the television every day. Kim and I were watching an ad. We were watching just a news program, I think, and an ad comes on. The, the ads on television today, they don't care if the children are sitting there. Some of the ads, and you can't, you know, it, what, you can't get the clicker fast enough to turn it, you know. And uh, I just think a lot of ads are inappropriate on yeah. TV. So many of our, and many of our young people today don't understand what's the big deal. They say, what's the big deal with being PC, politically correct? Because they lack any moral code. They haven't been taught in the homes. They haven't been taught by Christian parents. And so their, their idea of political correctness is, well, what's the big deal? You know. And so they are so poisoned with uh, politics and their brains have been so rewired that they can't hear. They can't hear. And if we bring it up and we hear, they just think, oh, you're just old-fashioned. That Bible is an old and antique book. It doesn't have any relevance in today's society. But we all know that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. And His Word is too. Amen. So it's, uh, it's going to take God for them to hear. It's going to take us as Christians to pray and, and take action. Not just pray, but to take action. Uh, it's going to take prayer for their eyes and ears to be open, to hear clearly what God is really saying to our world today. And you think God's going to change? I don't think so. We are living in a grace dispensation. And God is full of grace and mercy for all people. All people. But there are things, and there are things that, that are just sin that God hates. And God hates. He doesn't. And we always say this, and, and I want to tell you, a lot of people hate, hate to even hear this. We don't hate people. We hate the sin. Yeah. And they get, they get mad at you for saying that. But the truth is, God loves people. He loves everybody. But He hates sin. He hates sin. And he doesn't hate people. He doesn't hate sinners. He loves sinners. He hates sin. Amen? We preach grace and truth. So with all the grace we can have, church, remember that always. Remember, you must have grace when you bring truth to anyone. The world we live in today also needs truth. With all the grace we can have, they also need truth. The world needs truth. They must hear the truth. 
Amen. And that we that we cannot compromise. We can't compromise on the truth of God's word. Grace and law are different. Yes. And how God deals with us under law is different now than under grace. But but has God ever in his character ever changed? No. No. He's he's never changed. And his has his moral code of decency before law, under law, or after law ever changed? No. No. I'm glad Missy's sitting right up here. (laughs) So so I want to look at Proverbs chapter six. We're going to read Proverbs chapter six. And uh, these things just really stood out to me. And beginning in uh, verse 16, Proverbs 6.16, there we are. These six things the Lord hates. Six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to Him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil. A false witness who speaks lies and one who sows discord among brethren. Has anybody seen any of these things happening recently? (laughs) Like loudly in our nation? So I'm going to just go over some of these in a little more detail here. A proud look. You know what a proud look is? Really, a proud look is arrogance. The arrogance of, of some of these Political figures in Washington is is unbelievable to me. Yes. You, have you have you seen the way they speak to us on television when you watch the news and see the the arrogance of these people, the way they speak to us and and to others on television, especially those especially those who have embraced darkness, uh, those who to me are for uh, legislation or laws that are that are we know are. Or darkness. And the foul language that spews out of their mouths. God hates that proud look. He hates that proud look. And uh, number two, a lying tongue. And this one we're going to come back to. Uh, This will come back in number seven when we get there. But let's go to number three. Hands that shed innocent blood. Babies being born alive and then murdered. Are just allowed to die if they choose so to. I mean, that's what they're talking about now. Uh, that's that's the shedding of innocent blood. Who's going to stand up for these babies today? Someone has to stand up for these babies. Amen. 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 And if and if you're here and you've had an abortion, listen, God, God forgives, and and He wants to heal and make things right. And we've all made mistakes. Amen. But. Uh, but today they're just blatantly saying, if you don't want it, it's for convenience. I guarantee you most of these 41 million babies that have been slaughtered here in America this year were because of convenience. Yeah. yeah. It's an act of birth control. Or, you know, and the, and the parents didn't want the baby, didn't, couldn't, couldn't have it or didn't want to have it. It's sad. And why aren't we seeing people in the streets marching over this injustice like we should be seeing? Number four was a, is, a, is a heart 
that devises wicked plans. Do you know there are protesters who are paid and bust in to a location to disrupt and cause chaos today? They are paid to do that. And we've seen evidence of where the media brings protesters into an area and then films them in confrontations with others just to present it on the news in a negative slant. And they've been, they've been discovered doing all these things. I didn't, you know, this, there's such dishonesty in the media. You know, and everybody gets upset with our president for calling out fake news, but I want to tell you, it's all over the map. Yep. Yeah, it's all over the place. Yeah. People sitting around planning how they can destroy someone's reputation, and they get paid to do it. They're getting paid to do it. Number five, feet that are swift and running to evil. Has anybody ever, you've been quick to go do something evil? I, you know, I've done some bad things. I, I can attest to you, but I've never been quick to run to evil. I want to go do something, you know. I've never had, that's never been in my heart to go running to do evil. But I see people today. I see people today in politics that are just running to do evil. Running. Can't wait. Can't wait. Isn't it sad? Amen. (laughs) Number six, a false witness who speaks lies. This brings us back to number two where it was a lying tongue. Lying is one thing. And it's an abomination to lie. Because lying hurts people. It hurts people. Lying hurts relationships. Lying erodes trust. And lying is just flat out not good. <laughs> A nice way to put it. Lying is not good. And, and I want to just say parents. You parents who have young children. You need to be very strong with them about lying. Don't just blow it away. Don't just cast it away like it wasn't a big deal. Make a big deal. When they lie... You need to make a big deal out of it. Because it's not good to have your kids get in the habit of just lying. Make a deal about it. Make a big deal about it. But then number six comes back and says, A false witness who speaks lies. Did anybody see this year or this past year what happened to the Supreme Court justice nomination? What they did to this man's life? A Supreme Court nominee that was accused of something that happened over 35 years ago by a witness that had no proof. He was publicly declared guilty before even appearing at the hearings. A false witness who speaks lies. These are things that God hates. Just to destroy a man's character just because they did not want him to become a Supreme Court justice. Because he was a conservative. Yes. Number seven. And one who sows discord among brethren. Do you know to me, today the, the issue of racism is to me just people sowing discord. Anytime they disagree with somebody, they throw out the race card. Listen, I, I, I've talked to my friends that I went to school with. And we, we integrated. They came over the 
the black community had a, they had their own school here in Luling, and they came over when I was in the sixth grade, and we made friends with everybody. And we're still friends to this day. And I've talked to some of them about what's going on around our country and everything. And they said, you know, Alan, we've never had trouble like that. We never, it never, we didn't ever bring up the issue. We all, if we cut our hands, we all bleed red, no matter what color our hands are. That's right. There's no issue. There's no issue. It shouldn't be. And it shouldn't be used the way it's being used politically today. It's a shame. But those are, to me, people who sow discord among the brethren. People who throw out the race card every time some kind of conflict comes up. They throw out the race card. There's 41 law enforcement officers that have been killed in the line of duty this year. And they, and they call them. They because, and a lot of them, they'll say, because of racism. It has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with race. There is no reason or no excuse why blacks and whites can't be in unity and in the church celebrate oneness together. Yes, amen. Amen. I've preached down here at Mary Deese's church, God's Little Acre, right down the street here, down the road. And she's uh, and we've had Carl. We gave our our van to Carl. Uh, Pastor Carl down in Houston. You remember that? And he came and preached here. We we get along perfect. They're, they're brothers and sisters with us. They're with us. Amen. There's no reason why we can't be together and live in oneness. The devil is better at lying than we are at telling the truth. Very often today. Proverbs 29.27 says this, An unjust man is an abomination to the righteous. And he who is upright in the way is an abomination to the wicked. Did y'all hear all that? An unjust man is an abomination to the righteous. And he who is upright in the way is an abomination to the wicked. The wicked, don't, they don't like us. If someone embraces wickedness and you embrace righteousness, there will be trouble between the two of you. Sad. Have you noticed how people want to take Jesus out of public places? They want to take Jesus out of this, Jesus out of that. They want to get rid of Jesus out of everything. Proverbs 28, 4 and 5 says, Those who forsake the law praise the wicked, but such as keep the law contend with them. We, the Christians, need to stand up and preach the truth today more than ever before. Verse 5 says, Evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand all. The, the uh, Passion Translation puts it like this, Those who turn their backs on what they know is right will no longer be able to tell right from wrong. But those who love the truth strengthen their souls. Yeah. I'm, I'm giving you a lot of truth from the Word of God. Amen. Verse 5, justice never makes sense to those who love darkness. But those tenderly devoted to the Lord can understand justice perfectly. What people are calling justice today isn't justice. It's vengeance. 
It's anger. It's payback. And it's evil. We've trusted evil people in the name of justice. We have people in politics today who are committed to darkness every day. They're committed to evil because they don't know true justice. They don't know the Lord. Don't care to know the Lord. And we've empowered these people when they've gotten elected. We need to pray for our nation and our government. Proverbs, look at Proverbs chapter 30, verses 11 through 14. And I'm going to close with this. Again, my heart is not to be contentious. And I I care that you vote for people based upon your Judeo-Christian principles. Amen? Amen. Let's read that Proverbs 30. There is a generation rising that curses their fathers and speaks evil of their mothers. There's a generation rising that considers themselves to be pure in their own eyes, yet they are morally filthy, unwashed, and unclean. There is a generation rising that is so filled with pride that they think they are superior and look down on others. Has anybody seen any people like this? There's a generation rising that uses their words like swords to cut and slash those who are different. They would devour the poor, the needy, and the afflicted from off the face of the earth. Mm. Let's pray. Now, before I pray, let me just say this. I'm, I'm trying to just present some truth. And I, and I want I want people to to receive what I'm saying and what we're talking about, but there's a there's a lot of things that are going on in our nation that we need to come together as Christians. We need to come together and bind together and join together to pray and fight against. Yeah. Amen. And I'm not talking about physical fighting. The the fights that we fight as Christians is through faith and prayer. Amen. Now, we need to take actions when actions are needed. And, uh, but I'm not talking about physical violent actions. I would never, never endorse any of that. But we need to stand up for righteousness in the world. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice, the Scripture says. So, we just need to be mindful. I think the church over the years has just not heard these things. Or just not considered these things, or just thought, well, that was that was stuff for for those old people back in those days. But what we're reading right there in that Proverbs chapter thirty is happening today in America, and we need to stand up spiritually against those things. Amen. Y'all all in agreement with me on this? I know this is kind of a solemn message today, but but we need to understand where we are, and we need to pray. We need to pray now more than ever before because, like I said earlier, the church, the world at its worst, needs the church to be at its best. And we don't want to be crazies. We're not crazies. There's some people on the left out there that are crazies. I mean, you've seen them. You've seen them uh, protesting and violent, and they they have the foulest language on their signs out in public. They don't care. They don't care. 
And we just cannot take it. We're not going to take it anymore. Amen. Amen. We're going to stand up. Let's stand up with the Word of God, the truth. Amen. Father, we just thank You for this day. We ask You to just give us boldness. I thank You for strong, committed Christians. I believe You're opening our eyes and our ears to see and hear what You're doing in our nation and in our lives. We thank You that we are truly a forgiving people. But there's a point where we must stand up and contend with and for what is right. Help us to see things with grace and act strongly with truth. Help us to live our lives and be more biblically correct versus politically correct. Deliver us from the poison of political correctness, the leaven of Herod. Help us to start making righteous, godly judgments on who we will empower and put over us. Give us wisdom, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.